Yo, what's up, everyone? This is Nick Campmine here, back with another episode of Meet the Taco Clubs. And today, I have BTC Casey. He is our newest intern at Bitcoin Magazine, and he's been absolutely crushing it lately. He was actually in town the other week visiting uh, the office, and we got to hang out and meet in person. Super dope dude. Really like him. He's also another Zoomer, so if you love Bitcoin Zoomers, definitely go give him a follow on Twitter. Kid's awesome. Got a bright future. And yeah, Casey, what's up, man? Glad to have you on. Dude, thanks for having me. Super excited to be on Meet the Plebs uh, um, and just super excited to be on the Bitcoin Magazine team, man. It's been awesome ever since I started. You guys have all been super friendly and uh, going to uh, meet in person was just awesome. It was really built like a team kind of feeling. So Let's go. Yeah, I, I remember when you first were contributing to Bitcoin Magazine and I clicked on your profile. I was like, oh, Casey? He's a Zoomer, like and retweet, like I, I want to support <laughs> this kid. And then eventually you were just putting out so many fire pieces that uh, we, I know CK reached out to you for an internship and got the ball rolling. And uh, I'm really glad you got on the team. But uh, I'm wondering, um, what's your Bitcoin rabbit hole story and how did you even find Bitcoin? Yeah, so I guess we'll start at the beginning. Um I learned about Bitcoin way back when it was like young and of course kind of ignored it just like everyone else did uh, up until like 2017, 2018. And uh, that's when like my friend who I'm still really close with, uh, he made a lot of money, I guess you could say on it. And it got me interested, of course, seeing that kind of stuff. And uh, uh, after it died down and after the big crash or whatever of, of 2018, um, I kind of just forgot about it until the whole coronavirus pandemic. Um, I had been like doing basically degen trading with like margin and like all that uh, on Forex and just crazy stuff. And um, I started seeing like everyone was making way more money in Bitcoin. And, um, you know, at the time I called it crypto, but it was really Bitcoin that was pumping. And so after getting into it just a little bit, it's kind of like a drug. You try it once and you want more. So uh, just uh, the bull run, the most recent bull run that we've had is basically what has launched me into uh, Bitcoin uh, and starting to write about it was just sort of like a, a feature of being so into it and reading. I don't, I've done a lot of reading like from Alan Farrington, Nick Carter, just all these fantastic um, Bitcoin writers. So that's basically what got me into the actual rabbit hole kind of deeper understanding side of Bitcoin. And uh, that's when I started doing my own writing. Nice. Um, were you a writer before Bitcoin? Uh, how'd you get into writing? No, that's the funny thing is I really, I wasn't a writer per se. Uh, I had done a lot of writing for school. Um, in school, I was a good writer. So I got good grades, I guess you'd say. And uh, so I was good at writing. I knew I had some potential as far as making like coherent sense with what I wrote, but um, it, it, I hadn't really found anything that had um, sort of driven a passion within me to write um, before it kind of felt like assignments or like some sort of like task to do writing. Um, and it wasn't until I found something as compelling as Bitcoin that I actually just started to write for fun or uh, what you would say for pleasure, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I, I, gotta, I agree with that uh, in my own personal life. You know, when I was in school, I, I enjoyed writing, but I never felt like 
it would be something that I would be doing when I'm older. And now I'm writing Bitcoin articles. Like back in school, I always thought it was really nerdy or weird to write. And like, even though I enjoyed it, I didn't really have a reason to. And one thing, and I'm, I'm curious if this was the same for you, but when I would write for school and it'd be some essay for like English or history or whatever, I would write up a piece and I'd look at it and I'd be like, yo, that shit's fire. Like that's going to get an A. And then I, I go into school the next day, I turn in the paper, I'd get it back like a day or two later and it'd be like a C plus and I'd get really annoyed. And my, I'd ask my teacher, why is my grade like that? And she'd be like, Oh, well, your paper was actually pretty good, but you have all these little errors here and there. So I had to dock your uh, grade down a bit. And it's like, that that's something that always really annoyed me. Like I always knew I had to cut out those little small errors I was making, but it's like, mm-hmm. man, like, I feel like that's, it would just discourage me from wanting to write at all. You know, I, I can relate. I can definitely relate um, that. I would definitely thought that I was a, a good writer and I would turn something in and it was just not on topic or there was something wrong. So I think like the rigidity of like school writing, and like the expectations of the teacher that you're writing for really like impact the way like younger people perceive writing. Cause that's kind of their only exposure to it. Right. Um, and so like the way that school directs people to write is a bit more like narrow than what writing really could be like for a lot of people, I think. And so it wasn't until I started doing things like writing about Bitcoin where I was literally just choosing the direction of the writing, you know, no uh, rigid requirements or or fixed requirements. And that was really like what unleashed my creativity as far as writing. So I totally agree. I think, yeah, I think writing like for school and stuff, it kind of puts you uh, or it puts your writing at least in a box. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, definitely. I was just about to say it, it definitely limits you. And like, I feel like a lot of teachers try and force a a specific way of writing on you that's you know their way of writing but it's not necessarily your way of writing or maybe the best way of writing Mm -hmm. like one thing I've definitely found out that's super helpful in my writing is like when I first started writing articles on medium like they were pretty shit articles you know (laughs) They, they probably weren't the best but I would put them out on twitter and just have everyone on bitcoin twitter give me constructive criticism back that really helped as well as like going to someone like, you know, Parker Lewis or Matt O'Dell and have them review it and edit it and give me their thoughts back on stuff. And like, that's something like that one-on-one, you know, sit down and uh, go over things like from someone who actually knows what they're like, I don't want to say who actually knows what they're doing. Like, cause you know, a teacher obviously knows what she's doing, but uh-huh. you know what I mean? It's like, they specify in this field specifically and they've, you know, written a lot of really good stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I definitely know what you mean. Um, yeah, ever since joining the Bitcoin Magazine team, I feel like my writing personally has has excelled a lot. And um, Peter and just everyone involved in the editing and content staff has just, um, it really formulates your writing like specifically to Bitcoin. Um, and it kind of like builds those guidelines and those rails for for you to generate like better pieces you know but i definitely know what you mean as far as like getting that feedback from people who have written in the space and done a lot of writing in the space and understand bitcoin on a deep level uh it definitely like 
uh, enhances your writing ability for sure. And ever since joining the magazine, I've definitely been enjoying that, um, the access to those resources, right? 100% bro. So next I want to know is how has Bitcoin changed your life in any way? (laughs) So Bitcoin's changed my life in almost too many ways to list. Um, but I think the like easiest way to sum it up is it's changed my career path. And, uh, that really is like consistent of everything someone does on a daily basis. So, um, it changed like the, my educational goals, it changed, um, yeah, my, my aspirations as far as what I want to do with myself, um, beyond high school and all that. So it's definitely impacted me in, in so many ways. Um, and I would say that the biggest thing outside of like what I'm actually doing is the way it's impacted, like my time preference and um, the sorts of things that I'm willing to invest myself and my time into. Uh, what, what kind of career path were you going down before Bitcoin and writing? Yeah. So I was an emergency medical technician. So I was going to be like in healthcare and I liked emergency kind of stuff. So something uh, in the ER or in the hospital, which is rel- quite different from, Bitcoin, I guess you would say, but, um, that was, that was the path that was going on. And it's not to say that, that this path is better, but I think I just got so absorbed into this that, um, I just think it's more important now than what I was doing. <laughs> Dude, my parents wanted me so bad to go down a similar path. Like my, my mom was a nurse and my dad was a firefighter and they were, you know, all about, you know, the, all the medical stuff. And, uh, Actually, before I dropped out of school and um, started pursuing Bitcoin, you know, a lot more, I was studying to be a physical therapy, a a physical therapist. And uh, I was working at a physical therapy clinic for a couple of years and going down the healthcare route as well. Yeah. And and there's nothing wrong with those routes. Um, I just, like I said, I got so absorbed and when I um, think certain things are important, I like to like make them the center of my life. So previously I thought that like nothing was more important than saving lives, like in emergencies and stuff, which is certainly important. But um, ever since I've like been reading about Bitcoin and history and all that, I've taken much more of like a macro approach to my like views on life and stuff. And so that's when I wanted to do something like bigger than me, which is Bitcoin. Yeah, you, you can even make the argument that Bitcoin is saving lives just in a different way, you know, and you yeah. can obviously, again, like you just said, make the argument that it's more important. Like, you know, Bitcoin, especially in the developing uh, countries, like it's really saving their life and allowing them to save their wealth and, you know, be able to eat that week. Yeah, right. And and healthcare is a responsive kind of industry. Like you don't go out and find um, people who need to go to the hospital, they just come to you. Uh, and, and Bitcoin is much more of like a missionary type thing where you're like evangelizing people with <laughs> this philosophy and this ideal and like changing their entire worldview and stuff. So uh, it's just like a total kind of reverse to what healthcare is. And that's, I thought it was super cool just transitioning like that. Um, it's certainly nicer to like be working from home and all that, but um yeah, it's, it's definitely a change of course from what I was doing prior to Bitcoin. It definitely gives you a lot more uh, optionality. I mean, like like you just said, you get to work remote, you get to work from home in the comfort of your own home on your computer. But whereas in, you know, 
the healthcare scene or maybe most other industries, you got to get up, drive through traffic, go to work, you know, you got to be there all day till you can leave. And it's like Bitcoin, it, it allows you to just save your wealth number go up you get wealthier over time it allows you to work from pretty much anywhere you want in the entire world and it just it maximizes for freedom yeah and and i do think like if i had just stayed uh being an emt and i had found bitcoin either way um it would have enhanced my ability and desire to work as an emt just because emts get paid like trash they get paid like shit and um it's it bitcoin makes you feel like you're not getting paid like shit basically um it it makes you feel like your money is actually worth something so um if i had stayed as an emt i definitely think it would have made like that process and that career even better even if i hadn't chosen to dive into bitcoin like i did yeah motivates you to work even harder makes you like to draw more (laughs) but um one thing i wanted to ask is it changed your educational goals um, what are you doing right now, education-wise? Are you in college? Are you not in college? Are you, you know, what are you planning for the future and now? So right now I'm not in college. Um, I dropped out to pursue my dreams in Bitcoin, I guess you could say. Um, I don't necessarily have a plan to not go back to college, but I think the current iteration of college and the way that um, it's set up just wouldn't be beneficial to me at this point in time. Um, I, I I'm a strong believer in education. I took school pretty seriously when I did it and like I was pretty good at it. So I don't think it's useless entirely, um, especially if you know what you want to do and you're focused on that. It's it's relatively useful in giving you a, a good basis set of knowledge for what you are pursuing. But I do think it's kind of set up in, in like a one size fits all kind of way. And uh, I don't think I fit in that size. So that's pretty much where I'm at right now. I think you know, there could be education in my future someday. Um, I I do like kind of envision potentially going back when I'm like way older and just casually doing it for fun. I like lots of other things outside of like finance and stuff like physics and science. So definitely could see myself doing some sort of higher education someday, but currently definitely not right now. Not with the current like of higher education that we know. Yeah. I love to see that dude. And, uh, with you, that now makes three college dropouts on the Bitcoin Magazine team, and Dude, four if uh, if Will goes through with it and does it. So I just think <laughs> Are that's we funny. encouraging. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, dude. And uh, if you go back to college later, the price in Bitcoin is going to be a lot, lot cheaper. You know, the the opportunity costs of spending your money on a degree now versus later is pretty damn high. Yep. I mean, uh, that's, that's basically the way I see it. It's the economic opportunity cost. And right now it's way too high for what you get in return. And, uh, once that, you know, once the, uh, return increases and the cost lowers, maybe I'll reconsider. But for right now, like, uh, I think I said this in Nashville when, when I was with you, uh, I think I said, um, Bitcoin's only going to be, you know, sub 60 K for so long. And, uh, that time is will quickly dissipate. So it's definitely good to put my energy and effort into acquiring and stacking as much as I can now. hundred percent, bro. So what is the most amazing thing about Bitcoin to you? Like when you think about Bitcoin, like what really stands out amongst everything else? Um, I think I wrote this down, but 
I'm going to give an off the wall kind of answer. I think it's the leverage that it gives people and like the way it, it kind of changes their, um, their view on themselves, right? Like everyone up until they uh, become orange pill, I guess you would say, is working as far as most people are um, working for the rest of their lives, essentially. And I think um, people who have accumulated a lot of Bitcoin and have become, you know, thought leaders in the space, all this, uh, I think it's just given them so much freedom and so much leverage in their life and the ability to like, um, you know, tell their workplace, like I am the value, I am the asset, you know, I'm the value. And, uh, and Bitcoin really returns that power to the people rather than, you know, people needing to rely on um, their 401k and things like that performing well. And, um, you know, the government responding to crises well enough, uh, all those out external things that people uh, were relying on is entirely dissipated and you become, you know, in control of your own financial destiny. And so I think that kind of leverage and that is what really amazes me about Bitcoin is that it just flips the tables um, on what everyone has told you your whole life, which is that you must be uh, good at your job and you must keep your job uh, giver happy, essentially which uh, is kind of, it's flipped. Once you have enough Bitcoin, you can become the asset that demands, uh, you know, return. Dude, uh, I really like that. And that goes off what we were talking about earlier. And it's like, you know, when, like when you were saying how you were going to work as an EMT and how it would make your job a lot better and much sweeter if you were getting paid in Bitcoin and saving in Bitcoin and, I, 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 all I could think about is uh, Mandrick from Twitter. He, he's an OG Bitcoiner, been around a long, long time. And he was, he's, he just does like normal job. Well, when he did work, he would just do normal jobs to stack sats. And like, he, he even said like, you know, I would, I would swab the deck to stack sats, you know, I would clean toilets to stack sats, you know, as long as I'm stacking sats and I'm saving in Bitcoin, it doesn't really matter what I do because on a long enough time horizon, like, number go up and life is all good so right um it gives you so much more freedom because you know nowadays like let's say like a mcdonald's worker they're gonna have a lot of lot of trouble saving up money and getting out of maybe a tough situation that they're in or you know you know let's say someone's in a tough situation doesn't make a lot of money it's really hard for them to save up and improve their quality of life but now with bitcoin it makes that whole process a lot, lot easier and gives them a lot more options and freedom to go out, chase whatever they want, buy whatever they want, do whatever they want. And um, yeah, I totally agree. Bitcoin returns power to the people. Like if you're a worker and you know, you're getting paid in Bitcoin, you're saving in Bitcoin, you have the financial uh, well-being to, you know, leave your job if you're not being treated right or paid right or whatever, you can leave. And they will have to start treating you better and start treating you more of like an asset. Right. I guess like the one way to like, just sum it up is like, it enhances your potential, you know, cause you're lowering your own time preference. Um, everything becomes a possibility if, uh, if you're lowering your time preference as Bitcoin uh, directs you to. So yeah, I think, I think just the ability to, kind of take control of your own life. I think that's the most amazing thing about it. I love that, dude. I, I do, do you think 
a lot of people today in like the current financial system, like they don't have a solid grip on their life. Or, I mean, like, obviously that goes for, you know, it's a different answer for different people, but as a whole, from what you've seen, like people on a fiat standard compared to what we know about on a Bitcoin standard. No, the, the, from what I've seen anecdotally, it seems like everyone is uh, facing this humongous monstrous task of um, achieving financial success slash independence in um, the current world. Right. And it seems to me like most people um, have this sort of downtrodden view, like they won't be able to do it. And honestly, quite honestly, like they're right. If we were just stuck in, in a fiat world, they'd probably, we'd probably all suffer. So um, yeah, without, without seeing the, the light of the orange pill, it's pretty easy, I think, to kind of have like this view that um, there are insurmountable mountains in front of you. And like, how are you ever going to outpace inflation, uh, especially like in regards to housing, I think, um, growing up in California, just watching everyone either buy their house super early or not have a house. Um, it, it's definitely like if without Bitcoin, people would feel, uh, people do feel um, like they have no chance. So it's definitely a change in that regard. It's definitely made me feel like I have a chance in, in capturing the American dream, I guess you would say. Awesome to hear, dude. I, I totally 110% agree. So what, what are you most looking forward to in the Bitcoin space moving forward? Yeah. So let's, let's shill here a little bit. Uh, conference, Bitcoin conference, 2021, um, Miami, June 3rd and 4th, uh, everyone better be there. Um, and that's probably the biggest thing this summer that I'm looking forward to. Obviously, the internship with the magazine has been huge and I'm hoping it'll continue. I think we're planning on it continuing all throughout the summer, which would indicate that I might be heading back into the office this summer potentially. So just lots of cool stuff going on. Um, you know, price going up, that would be, <laughs> that would be a nice addition to the future of Bitcoin. Um, and I really do expect it to continue with uh, some bullish action in this year. And uh, yeah, basically, I'm just excited that I'm excited about life, right? Because Bitcoin has enabled my my current lifestyle and my current life. So um, just being excited about life is really being excited about Bitcoin at this rate. I totally agree. And uh, one thing I wanted to touch on is like, I know we were talking about this when you were in the office, and I, I think it's really cool. And I'd like you to bring it up. But like, let's say in the future, after you're done working at Bitcoin Magazine, like when you're older, um, like let's say nine years from now, nine, 10 years from now, you're 30 years old doing, doing, you know, you're obviously wealthy from number go up. What, what are you doing with your life? Are you still writing? Are you doing other stuff? Like you said, uh, science and, uh, physics or what's your game plan? Yeah. So the dream is to be writing on my own and obviously be just living off of the stack and uh, number go up being taken you know, taking care of the vast majority of my problems, um, given all those, all those conditionals and, uh, given the ideal situation as far as like political stuff. Um, yeah, I would like to basically just chill. I like, I'm an outdoors guy. So, um, I just find a lot of my inspiration as far as writing and stuff outside. So if I could just spend most of my days outdoors and then, you know, spending the night times and the evenings writing about it and, uh, 
and finding an audience that actually wants to consume my content. That's, uh, you know, that would be the dream. And, uh, someday potentially getting into like physics and stuff like that would be cool and combining science with Bitcoin. Cause there are so many, um, coincidences with like the natural world and the, uh, the way that Bitcoin is configured. So yeah, just looking as far as like the future, um, I think writing is pretty much the dominant thing I see myself doing. Um, even if number goes up enough to take care of me, I'll probably still be writing. Let's go. Yeah, definitely. After number go up, I'm going to, uh, be spending a lot, lot more time outdoors. Uh, definitely in a place somewhere warm where, you know, you can spend all day outside and not get sick of it, you know, sick of the cold or whatever. But, uh, exactly. yeah, dude, uh, super bullish on your future. You got a bright future. You're starting out, you know, your, your professional career. And I, I guess you could say your Bitcoin career, super young and, uh, yeah, there's, there's no reason why you can't go achieve those goals and, you know, smash them. Yeah, dude. And I am super appreciative of, of the magazine and everyone there, you, Christian, Joe, everyone just uh, giving me the chance to perform at this level. And um, I think we're going to smash our goals and we're going to continue to uh, grow as a brand and all grow with you guys. And it's going to be great, dude. I'm super bullish on everything. Let's go. So I have one more question for you and you can get as bolt hard as you want on this, but mm-hmm. What is your price prediction for the end of this year, 2021, and your price prediction for 2030, so in about nine years? Yeah, so 2021, um, I don't think I'll be too bullish outside of the realm of possibility because I, I see potentially us hitting you know, 400 to 500,000 and then a semi-retrace back to like 250 to 350, maybe more than 350, uh, you know? It's difficult to tell, but I do see us at least, you know, popping a little over 350, maybe 400 uh, this this year. As far as the end of the decade, I am uh, hyper bullish on what on a on a time scale like that. Absolutely hyper bullish. I think um, inflation happens faster than anyone can expect. So for me, I, I believe we'll be in full blown hyper Bitcoinization by 2030, and that doesn't stop at 100 million per Bitcoin. I think, I think by then we'll at least have like a a valuation, like current value of 500 million plus dollars. That's how much one Bitcoin would be worth. So whatever you can purchase right now with 500 million to a billion dollars, I would imagine that's how much one Bitcoin can purchase by 2030. Holy shit. Let's go. Let's go. I love that answer. I mean, it's not going to stop at a hundred million per Bitcoin. That's, that's not the end goal here. So, mm-hmm. I, and, and I see that happening within the next five years, maybe six. So, so definitely hyper bullish on the, on the decade scale. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. So we've made it to the end of the interview before we sign off. Is there any last words of wisdom you want to uh, leave with the viewers or any shout outs or shows, shows you want to do? Uh, gonna show my own little Satoshi Chats podcast. Other than that, I probably have absolutely nothing to say that anyone hasn't heard yet. So um, I just want to thank anyone who actually listened to this, and uh, definitely go check out Bitcoin Magazine, Bitcoin Conference 2021, and uh, check out your boy Nick. His podcast, uh, The Plebs, is dope as hell. Thanks for having me on it, dude. It's awesome. Let's go. 
All right, so if you made it to the end of this podcast, go follow Casey on Twitter. The link to his Twitter will be down in the description below. He's an awesome kid, super bright future. He's a Zoomer, so I know y'all love Zoomers, so definitely go give him a follow. So, yeah, without further ado, I'll see you guys next week with a brand new guest. Peace. Grateful recognition Her demands like fear